Hello from the Kimmel Student Center in New York City. Welcome to Where Are A Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs of NYU and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. I'm the host, Tom Ellett, and I serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Today, our guest is Kim Pham, who served as an RA in Carlisle Court with Shannon Riley and Coco Wheaton during the 2012 to 2014 academic years. Welcome, Kim. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure to have you reunited back to the home NYU. So let's jump in. Tell us what you've done since you've graduated from NYU. Yeah, sure. Um, so I graduated in 2014 um, from Stern. And I had kind of the entirety of my college career, I guess, had spent really dedicated to learning as much as I could about startups and about venture capital. I've, I've long been kind of a, a technology and internet enthusiast. And so I wanted to figure out a way I could turn that into a career. And so after NYU, I actually moved to Dublin, Ireland to work at a venture capital fund. So um, a fund that invests in very, very early stage, very young companies. And so I lived in Dublin for about two years, and that's where I really kind of fell in love with VC and fell in love with kind of this whole journey of being um, an entrepreneur. I lived there for two years, and then I moved to London with that same fund, spent about three years total in Europe before I left my role last spring to go travel South and Central America for seven months. I wrapped that up in January of this year and have been location independent and freelancing ever since. And right now you're actually in New York City. Yes, I try and spend a couple months in different cities um, based on where my clients are and based on kind of where I kind of tickled my fancy at the time. And, and thankfully, I'm, I'm in New York for the summer, um, and it's just been so nice to, to be back um, in this incredible city. Well, we're glad you're back. Uh, you said you studied at Stern. Did you uh, go abroad while you were the, uh, a student here? I did. I spent my sophomore spring in Prague which was actually probably the beginning of this kind of European love affair and probably a huge reason why I decided to go back after college. I had a really amazing time in Prague. It was an excellent program. And I also interned while I was studying abroad at a tech accelerator. And so actually got a feel for early stage European companies and that really kind of planted the seed. (laughs) What were you involved in extracurricularly during your undergraduate years? I was really um, involved. I really enjoyed kind of everything outside of the classroom, if you will. And so I was really involved in Stern Student Council for um, kind of the beginning of my college career. And then towards the end, really kind of hammered home down onto kind of like tech, tech kind of focused stuff. And so I was the first female president of tech at NYU, which is New York City's largest student developer and designer organization. I was also on the executive board for the Vietnamese Students Association, as well as the NYU Restaurateur Club. So really trying to just diversify my interests as well as kind of learn as much as I could about tech. <laughs> and you were a foodie, if I remember correctly, as well. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of, I always like to say that the internet is my first love and food is my second. <laughs> so um, I, yeah, I was on the e-board of NYU Restaurateur Club. So just learning as much as we could about kind of restaurants and hospitality culture in New York City. And then that kind of led me to applying for this food for thought floor 
at Carlisle because I really wanted to bring that same sort of enthusiasm and excitement over food and culture and the intersection of those two um, in kind of a more meaningful lifestyle focused way. So you were in the RA position for two years on a specialized floor. What did you gain skill-wise that you've used today in, in the work that you do? Oh my gosh, it's I, I feel like kind of, I can't even quantify it because it gave me so much. I made through this community um, at Carlisle, so I'll take a step back. When you're in Stern, I think it's pretty difficult to almost like step outside of the Stern bubble because it's hyper-competitive. It's, you know, really your classes are in the Stern building. You don't really mix much. And so, you know, most of my friends were Sternies and, and no shade against them. They're awesome people and they still continue to be my friends to this day. But becoming an RA really opened up my NYU world. I became friends with folks who were in the med school. I became friends with folks who were studying to become artists, actors, psychologists. Like it was a really, it was really amazing in that sense that I got to meet a ton of really interesting and folks who just weren't like myself. And on top of that, it gave me actually really tangible skills in terms of people skills, right? So one of my favorite memories is actually the safe zone training. I learned a ton about how to be more inclusive with other communities, how to be more conscious and intentional with my language, things that I think to this day still serve me incredibly well. I meet a ton of different folks in my role um, as a freelancer, and also I'm starting a, a food business, and I meet tons of different people, and it's, it's really important to me, and it's shown that the things that I learned as an RA of how to be conscious and intentional have carried through into my kind of like adult quote-unquote career. How about the staff? Uh, you, you, you kind of talked about the diversity of uh, academic interests that folks had. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the relationship you had with staff? Yeah, I'm still best friends with the majority of um, the other RAs that I worked with. I'm still very much in touch with Coco and Shannon. I was in LA um, earlier this year living there for a month and Coco and I got coffee and it, it's just like we built something really powerful in that community and it's really resonated through their curation or or decision to, to pick that particular RA staff that all of us are still incredibly close we all try and see each other when we're in the same cities um, we're all doing super interesting and different things you know like one is in med school in Colorado another RA I know is living in Queens as a teacher another one is living in Brooklyn as a musician but we're all still so close um, and it's you know it's, it's what 2018 nearly you know four to six years later and those friendships have remained. And I think that's probably the most powerful thing that um, the RA experience has given me is like lifelong friends. How about the residents? Uh, what were your experience uh, on the floor? Yeah, I think because I had a specialist kind of floor, there was already a, a you know, a, a particular level of engagement there. So, you know, you had to sign up, you had to fill out an application to be, to be on the food for thought floors. And so I, because I had that kind of extra buy-in or opt-in, that I think really enabled me to have a really strong starting point when building relationships with these residents. And so, yeah, I keep in touch with actually a good handful of them. We're all Facebook friends. A handful of them still work in the kind of the food and hospitality space. I actually visited one of my residents. She now works at Westville in the East Village. And it was just really cool to have that existing kind of interest to build our relationship on. I was really proud because all of my kind of events and initiatives that I threw through the floor were always pretty much like sold out. I really enjoyed being able to work through some kind of more personal kind of human things with my residents. You know, it's, it's tough being a student. And I remember there's you know, a handful of times where like we, we got really deep with our conversations and um, with our one-on-ones because it, it is tough 
being a student in New York um, sometimes, and I, I miss those conversations. So, you, you know, you ha had the opportunity to work very closely with the students and, and develop mm -hmm. this program. Um, what did you learn about yourself as it related to the difficulties, situations that you had to deal with in crisis? Being an RA really pushed my understanding and application, I guess, of, of empathy. Like, I always assumed that, oh, you know, I'm a people person, whatever that means, right? Mm -hmm. um, I always said that in my, you know, interviews and on my resume. But being an RA really, truly, like, pushed that for me. Um, and so I think I just learned how to be a better listener, how to not try and jump in all the time with solution, but really just make someone feel heard. I think I had always been a sort of person to just push for problem solving in the beginning, particularly when it comes to like matters of the heart. But I think being RA told me to like, hey, take a step back, swallow what you're about to say, and just take a beat and listen. Because a lot of my residents, you know, many of them weren't journeys, many of them weren't you know, in tech, many of them weren't in business. And so even the way that they're, they view the world um, and their perspective on the world was so different from mine. So instead of trying to just like jump in right away and be like, here's how to you know, solve that, set, do this with your roommate, set up this framework, set up the schedule, whatever. It was more just like, hey, like, what is the real root here? And I think that was one of the most valuable things I learned from being an RA. I think it also pushed me, like I said before, to be more kind of conscious and intentional about the language that I use around social like justice and equality issues many of which I really hadn't thought about prior to becoming an RA because I was just kind of head down on this very kind of like business culture um without kind of taking a step back and being like wow there's you know there's some things wrong in the world and, and I want to be um part I want to do my part in in helping create a more inclusive um and equal society Let's go back to the day, you know, while you were on campus. What were the things happening on campus? I know it was only, uh, you know, four, four and a half years ago now. I mean, I was I was definitely in this journey bubble a little bit. So I think my understanding of what was happening in the larger NYU campus perhaps was like not as uh, perhaps a little bit more limited. But, you know, it, it was just like the classic kind of going through your formulative adult years in a city as intense and as beautiful and as crazy and chaotic and brutal in many ways as New York City. And so there was a lot of like all around the same time, my friends and I, my residents and I, my co-RAs and I were all starting to kind of go through this like almost, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, we're having to form our identities. We're having to tell our stories both to employers, but to other students and to, you know, potential bosses. That's like a very intense, and grueling process. And so that was, I, I remember like having a lot of my friends go through kind of almost like identity, mini identity crises of like, where do I fit in this world? And what am I trying to do? That was really, I thought about that a lot given I was involved in all these various extracurricular clubs. So that was a really fun and intellectually challenging time. Um, and I imagine most of my students, you know, go through this at some point, maybe around their junior year or so. Also, I was an RA during Hurricane Sandy, oh, yeah. <laughs> which was, an ordeal in and of itself. And your building um, didn't have a generator, if I remember correctly. Yes. And so um, we had to, I believe, go to Kimmel mm -hmm. and a handful of other buildings for showers and things like that. But I had never really been in an authority position during a crisis before. So that was like a thing I had to learn was just kind of how to like manage expectations and, and wrangle folks who had probably never been in an experience like this or even anything remotely similar 
and, you know, work with a team that wasn't just my building, but, you know, across the entire university. Yeah, that was, I learned a lot. Crazy <laughs> time, that. crazy time, that's for sure. Crazy time. <laughs> Let's go through some fast takes. A couple of questions, quick response. Uh, favorite tradition at NYU? Oh my gosh. I mean, I guess it's not really a tradition, but I love when going up to graduation, everyone's on the train and it's all sea of purple. I love that. That was such a good, distinct memory for me. Great day. Uh, best dining hall? Oh, oh. A foodie, you got to have a good one for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down theme. Okay. I think I really, really love down theme. Okay. Uh, any celebrity sightings while you were an NYU student? Oh my gosh, tons. I think I saw James Franco a handful of times. I ran to Cuba Gooding Jr. at a bar once. Yeah, just we're very lucky. Okay. <laughs> it's almost like you're like, oh, another celebrity. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Uh, any shout outs for any of your colleagues or students or senior staff that you want to give shout outs to? Huge shout out to Mel Johnston. She was an RA with me at Carlisle. She um, is a journalist and a musician, and she just finished her EP. And so I'm actually going to her record release party next week, and I'm super excited for her. Outstanding. Please send her our yeah. best, that's for sure. <laughs> Last thing, uh, you know, we're coming up to RA training coming up pretty soon in a couple of weeks. What advice do you have for these brandly new, minted, incoming juniors and seniors who are new to the RA position? Oh, my gosh. So many. I guess if I had to kind of boil it down. One, come in with an open mind and listen. I think in the beginning, in RA training, you're kind of trying to posture a little bit. You're trying to read everyone else in the room. You're trying to, you know, kind of establish yourself. But I think one of the most important and valuable skills of an RA is to just take a beat and listen. And I think taking that extra step gives you room to actually be deeper and more insightful in your advice or in your communication. And then also just like have a good time. These people that you meet will probably become friends, your friends for the next two years, if not beyond. So just, yeah, come in with an open heart and an open mind and get ready to have some fun. <laughs> uh, it's a great position. I remember my days at Fordham, a great experience. And I think it certainly led me to have the kind of life that I'm really blessed to have today. So Kim, Thank you so much for spending some time with us today and speaking about your journey. You are impressive, you're creative, and I love how you've taken a lot of your interest and brought them in together to do uh, move on in your career. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So continued great success to you, and hopefully you enjoy New York City uh, while you're here for a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Tom. I, I really appreciate you reaching out, and I'm, I'm so happy uh, to be on this podcast. Absolutely. As always, thanks to our listeners who can better learn about what happens to former RAs at NYU and how they are making their dreams realities. Special thanks to my engineer, Rashid Aziz, and to the current professional staff and alums of NYU who assisted these great RAs in skill acquisition along the way. Until we chat again, continued success to our alums of NYU and for all the RAs around the globe, remember the importance of creating a just community on your floors and your balls. Take care. <laughs>